everyone and welcome to the podcast Reconnect. This is Sissi. Uh, this is a little note, a little disclaimer to let you know regarding the content that you are about to hear. Uh, there was a little tongue twist in the heat of the conversation. We will hear Rama, but actually we are not talking regarding the city Rama, but we were referring to the prostitute rehab. So just have this in mind while you are enjoying the current episode. Thank you so much for your understanding. and welcome to our podcast Reconnect, the official podcast of SCJ. I know for many of you that are listening, you might wonder, oh my God, why are we hearing this female voice? <laughs> yeah, I am one of the new MC that will also be taking part of the podcast. And my name is Sissi and it's a real pleasure to be here and to meet you all. And yeah, as uh, you know, We also have TJ and Ray uh, with Hello. us today. So TJ, Ray, please uh, say hi to our listeners. I think we just did. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, welcome, Cece. I know it is like very weird to be the three of us like uh, doing the recording. But I guess having a female voice will add a little bit of a, a flavor to this <laughs> podcast. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, too. flavor. For mm. all our listeners that are with us today and for the new people that are coming in, this is actually our 11th episode. And today, counting. as usual, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's better to, to not like count. So today, as usual, we will be going into a subject that we hope will really give you a lot of grace and after listening we hope that you will also have a time to reflect mm -hmm. to meditate and also have a time to be with god mm -hmm. so Amen. yeah today the subject that i want all of us to be talking about is a subject that i guess every christian has already thought about like before so i just want to ask tj and ray mm. what do you think the the subject of today will be any um. guess <laughs> Well, <laughs> if, if you're saying that it's a topic that all Christians have thought about, you would hope that it narrows it down, but it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that is why it's so funny and it is like interesting because I want to hear what you think that the listeners might want to hear. Because most of the time when we do a subject, this is a subject that we think that the listeners are curious about. Mm -hmm. So. Yes. What do you think? Oh, oh, I just put him on the spot. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, why do we go to church twice a week? But <laughs> that's a question I had when I was a kid. We used to go to church on Wednesdays and Sundays, and I didn't really know why. I have a feeling that's not the topic. <laughs> Dang, I'm sorry. It, it is not. <laughs> it is not the topic. But uh, today we will be talking about on another like subject. Many Christians at some point of their life of faith, they have asked themselves, they have wondered, can I be an instrument that God can actually use? I think this is a subject that many people want to have an answer mm. to because through that they can also like know where to go and how to get closer to God and 
what to do in order to really be this instrument that God can use. So today, the subject that we will be covering is, can God still use me? So quick, quick, quick answer from both of you. Do you think that God can still use us, especially despite everything that we might have done in the past? I think the fact that I'm... Quick answer. Okay, 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 quick answer. Yes. Yes, okay. What about you, TJ? I guess it really depends. Mm. <laughs> what kind of past do you have? I mean, Aha. saying that Ray is saying yes, uh, seems to me that his past is rather clean. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> I had a very different lifestyle uh, prior to coming to our church. Yeah. <laughs> very different <laughs> actually tj this is a really good point that you that you made because uh, right now like the subject that we want to really cover is can god still use me can god still use us knowing that the past that we have is not a glorious one knowing that we have we might have done things that are not very glorious but still mm -hmm. even with those kind of like luggage mm -hmm. with those kind of like baggage can god still mm -hmm. use us this is the question that i want to throw out mm -hmm. today and the question that i want us to really think about and answer if you are ready i guess we can just go right into sure. it okay um tj and ray can you think about some figures in the bible that might have a glorious past or figures that actually like don't have a glorious past so that we, we can actually like offer to the listeners two points of view. Maybe TJ, you can let us know some figures that mm -hmm. you know in the Bible. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't expecting to go first, but um, <laughs> I, I really like this topic because we're thinking about whether or not we as sinners, God can still work through us. It's a very difficult place to be in when we consider ourselves um, inadequate and unworthy of God. Mm. And it's difficult to reach out to Him and ask Him to work through us in our lives when we feel that we are not worthy. But if we look into the Bible, we see a lot of figures that rather don't have such a glorious past, but like us, uh, fall short of perfect and holy. And the figures that come to my mind right now is Moses. Oh, that is a very good choice. Mm. I mean, let's think about it. Moses, everybody's, well, not everybody, but most people. <laughs> if you've been to Sunday school, you've probably watched the movie Prince of Egypt. One or two times. <laughs> one or, only one or two times? Oh. <laughs> I think I win again. Anyway, so you see the Prince of Egypt and you see Moses. He's born as a Hebrew. Mm. And because the Pharaoh was afraid that the Hebrews might rise up against the Egyptians. So he kills all the babies. But Moses was saved because he was put in a basket and he was sent off into the Nile River. He was found by a, an Egyptian princess and was raised as an Egyptian noble, right? We all know that story. And as he grew as an Egyptian prince, one day he, he saw that one of the Hebrews was getting beaten up, getting mm -hmm. severely assaulted by one of the Egyptians. And what does he do? He kills that person. I was kind of really shocked when I read that part because of the act of Moses to come out and to mm. go and kill that Egyptian, knowing that he was also raised as one. No, you're right. Because if you think about it from Moses's perspective, we tend to think that Moses is justified in his killing because he has that attachment to the Hebrew person, right? Mm. But let's not forget, he still committed murder. He was an Egyptian noble. He could have simply said to the Egyptian, hey, don't do that. 
get off of him. And maybe that's true. That, true. Yeah, maybe that situation <laughs> never, could have been prevented. I, I never even thought about that. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of Christians kind of um, forgo this fact. And mm. if you see the fact that Moses killed the person, it was out of rage, right? And I think we need to understand that murder wasn't justified at the time. And that's why he ran away. He was scared that the Pharaoh might find out. Although he had a very uh, glamorous past of being a prince of Egypt, immediately as he committed murder, now he is a sinner. And that shows us that the past that Moses has isn't as good as he may have wanted it to be. And yet God chose him. Knowing that he murdered this person, he chose Moses to bring the Hebrew people out of Egypt. Well, you know, one of my favorite examples when it comes to this topic is Paul, mm, the yes. Apostle Paul. Paul. <laughs> Both of you chose chose very like popular like figures in the Bible. Yes, we're speech. mainstream. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a big Apostle Paul fan, mm. um, to be honest, because um, when I think about my own life and decisions that I've made in the past before coming to SEJ, when I read about Paul's account of his life and, and how it was very different than how he lived out the rest of his life after becoming a Christian and Jesus revealing himself to him. It's very encouraging, but you know, for, for those who might need a refresher course on that, Paul actually was originally called Saul, and he was a very famous persecutor of Christians. Yes. If you were a follower of the way at that time, you knew the name Saul of Tarsus. Mm-hmm. You would have to have some very strong faith because I'm trying to imagine myself being a Christian at that time mm-hmm. and how I would f- feel mm-hmm. fighting off those feelings of fear. Of, of being found out, of being persecuted, and, and maybe Saul finding finding me somehow. But he was very famous, very well known, and from his own admission, he had a lot of zeal for his beliefs. I knew a little bit about this just growing up and being in church and things like that, but what I didn't know later on was that even the famous stoning of Stephen in Acts chapter 8, Paul, who was Saul at the time, was there witnessing this. This is someone that it didn't matter whether you were a man or a woman didn't matter what your age was or anything like that. His zeal for persecuting Christians was absolute. But here's this person with a very terrible past, you know, persecuting believers, just like we are believers today. Mm. And yet, despite that past and and approving the capture and and killing of Christians, he was still chosen Mm. to be used by God Mm. to go spread the gospel to the nations. And like that past and what he ended up becoming is just it's really encouraging for me at different points in my life is definitely a, a source of like okay wow if god can use someone like that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's it's he can use anyone to some like extent uh, moses and also like paul they are kind of like similar in the kind of like past that they they did have because both of them they, they were murderers at the end of the day mm-hmm. you guys like talk about two male figures in the bible so i want <laughs> to to add a little bit of a female like reference okay. from the bible okay. <laughs> a okay. famous one that didn't really had like a, um, a good profession i don't know if our listeners are familiar with rama but rama mm. was a prostitute at the time of uh, joshua and she was the one that actually helped out the spies that were sent to Jericho. She helped them to hide from the people at that time. So the reason why she hide them is because she recognized in them people that were used by God. So despite her profession as 
a prostitute, which is not very glorious. She still was used by God as an instrument so that the event that he planned to do with those two spies could happen. Because if those people were killed, then the story of Jericho might not be like the one that we know today. So Rama is also one example that came to my mind. But I had a very core question. When we take a look to Moses, when we take a look to Paul or even Rama, at the end of the day, despite everything that they have done, despite the murder, despite the profession, God still used them. So I'm very curious to know why, why God is still using those kind of people. So what were the attributes that they have for God to actually decide to use them to accomplish his will? Because at the end of the day, they were instrument used for the accomplishment of God's will. What do you think? It's a good question. Okay, so this is a very important question, and it's difficult to pinpoint mm. what the answer exactly is because I think there are multiple factors to consider here. Yeah. When you look at Moses, uh, you have to go back to the promise of Abraham. God made a promise mm. with Abraham that his descendants will be captives in a foreign land, and after four generations, he will bring them out. And this was fulfilled in the time of Moses because since Jacob, entered Egypt after four generations, Moses was chosen by God to bring the people out of Egypt. So God choosing Moses at the time was to fulfill God's promise with Abraham. And now the question is, why Moses specifically? I guess that's the question that you're asking, CC. Mm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, only God knows, right? <laughs> <laughs> only God knows. <laughs> question <But> answered. I, th <laughs> I think... What we can base this answer off of are the acts and the heart mm. that we know Moses had after being chosen by God. Mm. I mean, if you look at all the incidents that the Israelites went through after they came out of Egypt and they were in the desert, when Moses was up in the mountains, they were down there uh, serving an idol. And Moses came back and saw that and God was infuriated. He was infuriated and he said, I'm going to get rid of these people. And I'm going to create a new nation with you, Moses. Mm. And what did Moses say? Moses said, God, don't do that. Please don't do that. If you do that, what will the people of other nations think? That you brought your mm. people out of Egypt only to destroy them? Mm. When you see this account, I think it's important for us to understand that Moses really understood God's heart. He knew what God needed instead of what God wanted. Mm. If Moses did what God wanted... God was infuriated. He said he wants to destroy all the people, all the Israelites. And Moses would have said, okay, God, I'll do that. But what Moses did was look behind that, look beyond what God was saying mm. to really fulfill what God needed. And this is the heart that Moses had. And what that is, it ties in with Psalms chapter 14, verse 2. It says that God is seeking people who are truly looking for God. Mm. And it's not intellectual curiosity that we're talking about. It's people who are searching for God and his heart, who God really mm -hmm. is. And if you see Moses here talking to God like this, we can see that Moses' intent in the relationship with God was to truly understand God. And for me, this is, I think, why God chose Moses, because he saw that. Mm. So the heart, that seeking heart that really wants to do God's will, this is for TJ, one of the most important attribute that Moses and also like Paul and even mm -hmm. Rama might have yes. and that mm -hmm. actually like God saw and chose them. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. What do you think, Ray? 
Do you agree with TJ or do you have another like insight on that? I, I, I agree with TJ, but the heart is something that God definitely looks at, I think, before anything else. But also, if we're talking about just attributes that God can use, Paul is a really good example of this because of that same zeal that he had at persecuting Christians. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you're trying to recruit someone. <laughs> if, 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 let's say that God's trying to recruit for a sports team and he needs someone that's actually going to be able, I'm going to use an American football reference. He needs someone that can <laughs> run the entire field mm-hmm. relentlessly, you know, mm-hmm. focused on mm-hmm. this one goal. And, mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't matter who gets in the way, he's going to get to that end zone. It's the mm-hmm. same thing with Paul. Like, So if God's choosing for it, a team yes he sees that heart first of all of course because if a heart's not right it's definitely not someone that someone that he could use it's not the right person for the job but the zeal that paul had the belief that what he was doing was actually for god when he was saul of tarsus the persecuting christians and because he thought that they were this religious you know sect that was going to bring down everything you know and mm-hmm. <laughs> But once he found truth, once Jesus revealed himself to him and he started to be able to have an understanding, well, because his eyes were literally opened <laughs> after being blinded, but <laughs> and he's able to physically see again. But that physical sight that he had, you know, that is a great example of like his, his spiritual sight being open to, to the truth. And that same passion and zeal that he had as a persecutor, he was able to use it to bring Uh, the gospel to the nations and to be used by God again relentlessly. Um, I, I think that that's definitely like work ethic, like being that kind of person that's focused on God's desire and yeah. being relentless mm-hmm. in wanting to see God's desire fulfilled. That's definitely something that God looks for. Yeah. And I think Paul was just misguided. Right. His heart was in the right mm. place. Like you mm. said, he really wanted to do God's will. And he thought God's will was to persecute, capture, and kill the Christians mm. because he thought they would bring down the Jewish faith. Mm. But once he opened his eyes, he was able to see what the truth really is. And I think, yeah, I completely agree with you, Ray. Both of you made strong points. And those points, to be honest, I think they just go together. Mm-hmm. Because TJ, you mentioned that that heart, that seeking heart that those people had mm-hmm. and that God saw. And that is the reason why they choose them. But generally, when we have like her heart for something, her heart to do something, immediately it is being shown through our action. Mm-hmm. I don't know for you, but even in our like daily lives, uh, when we really want to do something, when we really like something from the deepest of our heart, then automatically we move. Our body also like move mm-hmm. towards that thing that we really like. Mm-hmm. And that seeking heart that both Moses and Paul had, they actually like made them move. And this is the zeal. That is something that actually like make them both move mm. for God and for the accomplishment of his will. So both of those uh, points that you mentioned go end to end. So it's not only regarding like, oh, I have the heart, I have the seeking heart for God, but also at the end of the day, I guess we need to show in our action as well that we, mm. we have that heart, mm. right? I think that brings us to a really important point. Paul was a sinner because he persecuted Christians. Moses was a sinner because he committed murder. We are all sinners. Mm. Yeah. We've all committed some sort of sin and continue to do so. Mm-hmm. In that sense, we are alike. I think the difference really happens, as Cece said, in our daily lives and the things that we do. Despite the fact that we are sinners, what are we doing in order to fulfill God's will? What are we doing to 
get closer to God or try to work towards his desires. And the topic today is, you know, can God still work through me, right? Can God still use yeah. me? And I think a lot of people uh, focus on their inadequacies and feel unworthy because they focus so much on these figures after they were chosen. Wow. So if you wow. look at mm. Paul, if you look at Paul after he was chosen, there was not a day in his life <laughs> until the very end that he uh, stopped working, right? And what about Moses? He was chosen at the age of 80. <laughs> and he died when he was 120 years old. He was chosen as an old man. He led an entire nation. And it, was, it must have been so difficult because Moses at one point, he asked God to kill him. That's right. To take him That's because right. it was so difficult. And looking at those attributes, the kind of mm. uh, dedication and the perseverance that they showed as believers of God, it's, I don't know, it's, it seems unreachable. And I think as Christians, when we see that, we feel a little bit intimidated and unworthy, inadequate. I think this is the point where we feel that way. Yeah. It's because we focus on their actions after they were chosen. But if you look at their lives before, we were all sinners alike. And I think that's what we should focus on. Focus on our likeness so that we can become like them work towards mm. becoming more like them because that didn't just happen in a day for Paul or for Moses. We read about it, so it's a short story and it's a short conclusion. We tend to think that they became like that in a single day, but it's just, it wouldn't have been the case. So we should keep trying, although we feel unworthy, although we are inadequate. Amen. Very true. Mm, very, yeah. very true. Everything you said, I totally uh, agree with because there's, there's a, a certain part there that stood out to me focusing on their lives after after the change that, <laughs> that yeah. they had and i was definitely guilty of that for longer than i'd like to admit really we're just focusing on the wrong thing but mm -hmm. it, it's it's hard to convince ourselves otherwise you know that's mm -hmm. for me personally that was part of the reason why for a long time i would not <laughs> I would not even walk into the door of a church <laughs> for fear that I'd like light it on fire or something like that. Uh, <laughs> but one thing that all the examples that we had today, their mm. desire was important to them. It was all about accomplishing what God's mm. desire was. Mm. And if we adopt that mindset as Christians, if we adopt that mindset and really as, as tough as it can be sometimes, let that be the thing that we desire every day. Spend less time worrying about our inadequacy and more about what we can accomplish for God. Very true. So yeah, at the end of the day, we need to have like our focus refocused mm -hmm. on what is very important. Mm -hmm. And I just have one quick question before we end. Mm -hmm. So after hearing everything that you shared today, I have one last question for those people, for example, that have like committed very horrific crimes. Do you think that they can still be forgiven and still be used if they really seek God with their heart? Do you think it is possible? Very quick answer. What do you think? Well, I don't know how you expect us to answer this really quickly because it's a <laughs> profound question. You bring on a heavy question at the end. Uh, Sorry. Very quick. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'll try to make it short, um, but I okay. can't promise anything. If you look at the story uh, Jesus tells about the Pharisee and the tax collector, mm. how the Pharisee is praying in the temple, 
where everybody can see him. He's praying, God, I thank you that I'm not like that tax collector. I'm not like that sinner. And he's very prideful. And he has some right to be because he keeps all the words in the Bible. Whereas the tax collector, he can't even look up to the heavens. He's shamed. He's ashamed to pray. And what he says, what he utters is, God, I am a sinner. And between those people, Jesus tells us that God favors the tax collector's prayer. The reason I am bringing this up is because God knows that we are inadequate and he accepts us. He favors us when we admit that we are inadequate mm. and that we are sinners. Amen. Because that is the starting ground for all improvements. And that's the first step towards going to God, becoming united with God. And going back to what Cece said, if a person has committed an atrocity, honestly, as we said, only God knows. Only God knows if that person has truly confessed, truly repented. That's right. But if they did, it's up to God mm. to give them another chance. Mm. Honestly, I'm a human being. When I see the atrocities committed, I mean, there was a recent case here in Korea, not a recent one, but a uh, convicted felon. He served his time, got released, but he was a child rapist. And when he was in prison, he said he was reading the Bible and he wanted to become a worker in the church. And no one bought it. No one mm. bought it. And honestly, it's difficult for me to say I buy it. Yeah. Because the actions that he shows after he was released, it does not, it doesn't comply with what he says, like that he wants to be a mm. worker of the church. Mm. And this might be a personal opinion. Mm -hmm. It's a personal opinion, but that's just how I think. So I think at the end of the day, it's just really up to God and whether or not that person truly repented. Yeah. I guess we, we come back to what we said earlier. It is one thing to say something with our mouth, but just like TJ said, our heart mm -hmm. is really yeah. God sees. And also what we really have in our heart is being shown through our mm -hmm. actions. So mm -hmm. if, if the action of that person was not reflecting mm. what his mouth said. That mm. means that what was in his heart also might not be as pure that he said he, it was. Mm. So all those things is at the end of the day, like TJ said, is something that only God sees and knows. Mm. Yeah, Ray, you wanted to, to, to add something? Just very briefly, um, really, I think that a lot of people, they think that atonement for sin is easy. You know, Romans 3.23, through that we know that we're all sinners. The Bible lets us know that none of us <laughs> none of us avoid sin like we mm -hmm. we all have committed it right mm -hmm. and the thing is is that it's because god is the one that can actually has that x-ray vision into our hearts that you and i mm. don't have you know we can only see so much and just like you were saying cc we can see someone's actions and how that mm -hmm. shows what's in their heart but but even beyond that that's about as close as we can get because god can really yeah. get in there and mm -hmm. see everything one thing to keep in mind when we're when we're thinking about people who have committed terrible, terrible, terrible acts and things like that is that atonement for sin isn't simple. This isn't a get out of jail free card. It is a daily Amen. walk and, and it is a confrontation, just like um, TJ, you were saying it's a confrontation and a, an acknowledgement and, and admitting the things that you've done so that you can be transparent before God. And God needs to have that. Amen. Like, mm -hmm. if we're talking about someone can, I can already see into your heart, so don't hold anything back from him. It's a daily thing. It, it really mm -hmm. is. And mm -hmm. it's up to God. Amen to that. Today, we cover the question, 
can God still use me despite the past that I might have? And TJ and Ray really gave us a lot of insight regarding that question. So now that we, we come to the end of the episode, um, TJ and Ray, do you have anything else that you want to say to our listeners before we say goodbye? Yep, just one last thing. As we said, you know, we tend to focus on the figures of the Bible that are really inspiring to us. Uh, we th focus on their lives after they have been chosen. But as we said, most of them are all sinners except Jesus. So we have to understand that we are alike and we have that same potential to be better, to be more like them, mm. to aspire to them. So let's encourage ourselves continuously so that we can reach and get closer to God because if we're just focusing on our inadequacies, we're not going to get there. As someone who has spent time <laughs> many times focusing on my own mistakes in the past, It really is just a circular thing. You, you just, you're just spinning cycle. the drain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a cycle. So in just like TJ was saying, um, look at the examples that we have today. Look at the figures in the Bible that God used and, and look at their determination to fulfill what God's mm. desire was. Mm -hmm. Let that be the encouragement mm. because when you're focused on what God's desire is, everything else, all those inadequacies and everything else just falls away. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really true. Mm. It seems like to be the instrument that God can use, we need to have like in mind first what God really wants. Mm -hmm. What is the will of God mm -hmm. first? When we know what is the will of God, then we can really ask ourselves deep down, is my heart really ready to be able to accomplish that will? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if our heart is seeking to do the will of God, and if our heart is ready to accept God as a whole, as he is, as the Bible is describing him, then our heart is at the right place. And a person, a Christian that has his, his heart or her heart at the right place is someone that actually has a lot of potential to be used as an instrument of God. Mm -hmm. So Amen. let's not focus on what we have done, but really repent repent regarding those actions and try to really become that person that God wants to use. I guess this is it. Someone that God wants to use. Mm. Make, making every effort so that mm. we can become that person. Okay, guys, I guess this is the end of the episode. So, <laughs> so uh, quick. I know you, you guys have like your, your little like ritual that you say at the, end of, <laughs> at the end of each episode. So I'm not very you know, familiar with that. So I will let you do your thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, um, so that, that really passed by quickly. But uh, if you enjoyed what you heard today, if it was helpful, got you to reflect on your current state of faith, uh, please like, subscribe, and download our podcast and share it with your friends. Yes, sure. <laughs> Sharing is caring. <laughs> all right, so this is all that we have for today. Uh, this has been TJ. And Ray. And CC. Oh, oh yes. Nice. And you've been listening to <laughs> Reconnect. Reconnect. See you next time. See you Bye -bye, next guys. time. Bye.